If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super Ooh. important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it, and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm to get started. Peace. Today's show is brought to you by the Anatomy of Marriage app, the couple's counseling app that's fast, fun, and never boring. Take your marriage to the next level with interactive communication tools, quick and easy educational videos, conversation starters, sexy bedroom games, and so much more. Get the Anatomy of Marriage app in the App Store or Google Play today. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage Radio. I'm your host, Melanie Studley, and today we are bringing you a very special episode featuring the amazing Shamira Howard, better known as Sexologist Shamira. Shamira is a sex and relationship expert, a licensed clinical social worker, a therapist, a professor, and author, and more. Her work has been featured in Cosmopolitan, Oprah Magazine, The Huff Post, Kourtney Kardashian's website, and so much more. And today, we were lucky enough to have her answer your questions live on our show. And just a quick heads up about today's episode. This one is definitely not for little ears. We really dive in there. So grab them headphones and get ready. All right, here is sexologist Shamira. Enjoy. If uh, some of our folks may have not heard of you, so if you could give an introduction, a little bit of background, education, you know, where you are and your practice and what you do, what are you good at? <laughs> Ooh, what am I good at? I... <laughs> well, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Shamira, affectionately known as sexologist Shamira. And so I am some of all of the things. <laughs> So basically, you know how maybe you might say something like, we're having communication problems, or I don't want sex all the time. I don't want you to touch me when you just want sex. I want you to touch me just randomly sometimes, right? I'm the person you come to for those for those things. So I help people manage sexual issues because some people say, well, I've never had an orgasm, or I want sex, but I'm like, what? I'm having erection issues. Mm. <laughs> That's a secret, right? Mm -hmm. So I help people manage sexual issues, create their best relationships, and have amazing sex at my practice on the green couch. I also do some TV commentary for different TV shows. I travel across the world, and I teach people how to create intimacy in and out of the bedroom. Mm. 
That is Love awesome. It. That me and Melody were having a conversation just a couple of days ago. Of you know, we, we do the podcast and it's fun, but I have a whole nother job, right? I'm a clinical supervisor and also a, a marriage and family therapist, and that's good, you know. But we've recently started doing coaching, and I've done some speaking stuff for mental health and everything, and traveled for that. But I'm like, I want to, I want to do this more. Right. So I, we want to do more of what you mm-hmm. do, you know, like go go do interviews, speak, and just basically help more people mm-hmm. have these. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, y'all should do it because y'all do this really well together. I told you that I really appreciated watching you both connect at the uh, the Love Hour conference in the way that you presented the information. I can't wait for y'all to come over and help some of my supporters with your information. Oh, yeah, that's going to be so exciting. Likewise, yeah. I, I am so excited to to turn on, huh, right. pun intended, uh, <laughs> our, our listeners to what you do and uh, the help that you provide. Yes. So, And we have loads of questions. So are you cool if we just jump right into all the questions? Let's jump right in. Lots of them. And if you're watching live, feel free to pop a question into the comments if you've got one. So right off the bat, we've got, my husband and I have been married for over a year. He wants sex all the time. I don't necessarily. Uh, when I tell him a massage could make me in the mood or XYZ could make me in the mood or something romantic could put me in the mood, his response is, why do I have to give you a massage to get laid? Or it would be nice for you to want something too. And a lot of the time he won't, so nothing happens. I can't help but feel that he thinks it's just me that's like this and not a common thing for women to feel about sex or being in the mood for sex. How do I explain that I am not alone here? Can I phrase my wants differently? Mm. Wow. So, right. I just mentioned that. (laughs) That's huge. That is something that is huge. It's big for lots of people in relationships. So basically what this person sounds like they're saying is, hey, I want more physical intimacy that does not necessarily include sex. Right. So I want you to touch me without that having to lead to us having sex. And actually what people realize after We talk about what intimacy is, and we'll get to that in a minute. Many people realize that what you do outside of the bedroom sets the tone for what happens in the bedroom, right? So um, when they're asking, can you massage me? Can you touch me? They're basically saying, can you show me that you desire me outside of sex, right? Like, And also, if this person who is asking for this is a person who is a woman, a person who is uh, biologically female, there's some other things that might be going on there as well as it relates to desire. And we can, I'm sure there is another um, question where we can talk about desire, but people have spontaneous and responsive desire. Most women have responsive desire. So what that means is oftentimes, Women won't want sex until they're having sex, but they need some attention first to get them in the mood, Mm -hmm. right? So we need to make sure that we're setting up the bedroom outside of the bedroom before we get there. So intimacy is all types of things. Physical intimacy and sexual intimacy are only two types of intimacy. And I wrote about this in my book, right? How to create intimacy outside of the bedroom so you get it in the bedroom, read the book. But in other words, Listen to your partner, right? They're using their mouth. That's my, that is my talk. Use your mouth to talk to your partner about what you need. And when your partner tells you what their needs are, you have to listen because that's what intimacy is about. It's about being seen, being heard, and being valued and being understood. And in turn, seeing, hearing, valuing, and understanding. Mm-hmm. One no. of the things that you said, I think it was yesterday, 
you talked about, um, you said, use your mouth and talk about, uh, talk about talking. Basically, you use this idea of people connecting, you finding intimacy through talking. And you talked about sapi, what is it? Sapiosexuals, that mm -hmm. idea. Yeah. Of so, yeah, one of the other, another form of, so in my book, I talk about seven types of intimacy, right? So it's called Use Your Mouth pocket-sized conversations to simply improve seven types of intimacy in and out of the bedroom, right? So this is the book. Um, and basically, intellectual intimacy is one of the forms of intimacy, and that's what you're talking about. So it's basically being, what's the mental connection in the relationship? It's the mental connection that's shared between the people in the relationship, how you relate based on common interests, things that are of interest to you, your favorite topics, maybe a book, talking about your book, talking about your ideas, being invested in each other's mentality. Right. And that, she, yeah. she put me on blast when you posted that. She, she was, did. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, hold up. What, are you, what, what, what is this? What are you saying? So, spoke so perfectly about it. I was like, oh my gosh, intellectual intimacy. That is the, yeah. that's like the word I wish I had known. Like, let me tell Seth about this. Right. <laughs> But okay, so I'll be for real. I'm okay with it, right? A lot of husbands would, you know, our, our, our male partners or whoever would get all butt hurt and like, oh, right. what are you doing? But, it, you know, if if I want that connection too, then I'm going to listen to what my wife is telling me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if she's like, hey, here's a need, boyfriend, and I'm going to be like, nah, that's cool. I'm not. And, and you know, I'll get less sex, but that is that what men want? That's not what I want, right? right? So I'm going to listen to her and respect that and right make it right. happen i love that so okay next question okay, okay i'm trying to blast through them i'm sorry so my four-year-old sleeps with us and my wife won't kick him out of our bed and it is affecting our sex life big time because we both prefer night sex any suggestions on how to have night sex with our kid in the bed or how to get him out of the bed mm. what are your thoughts move him over right <laughs> <laughs> no literally so that is a huge barrier for sexual intimacy in lots of people's relationships. I tell people all the time to get the kids out of the bed. That's hard because I remember when I had my first kid, I was one of those parents, y'all, that said, I'm going to do this. My kid's not going to watch TV. They're only going to eat organic. I'm going to make all their food. They're not going to... Guess what? None of that stuff happened. <laughs> that stuff was out of the door, right? So I, I was also one of those parents that said my kid wasn't going to sleep with me and my kid slept with me. Mm -hmm. um, for a while before we kick them out, but, but children being in the bed with us is a barrier to physical and sexual intimacy. Mm -hmm. So there are workarounds. We have to figure out how to get those kids out of the bed. Mm -hmm. And so I know that you both like night sex. So get on the floor. If the kid is in the bed, find time to have sex on the floor if you can. Right. Uh, push the kid over. Some people don't want to have sex with their kid in the same room, depending on how old the children are. But get on the floor. Can you make sure that the kid is, is, is the baby safe enough to be left on the bed by themselves while you get on the floor? Mm -hmm. And my, my comment is to start transitioning that kid to their own bed, like ASAP. The right. kid is four, right? So yeah, four is time for the, that baby to be in their own bed. Right. Yeah. Especially if you want to, if you want to have sex. But other than that, you're going to have to find times throughout the day. You're going to have to probably try to incorporate some other types of creativity, sexual creativity to find time to have sex, maybe during a shower, like you both go take a shower together or if somebody else can watch the baby, right? Um, but 
definitely find other ways to do it. But most importantly, get that baby out of the bed. Get on the floor. Have sex on the floor. I saw your finger shaking. I was like, I was shaking my head too because as, yeah. as a as a family therapist, I'm thinking of not even in a sexual way. I'm thinking, okay, maybe maybe this is covering up something else. Right. You know, like like not not a scapegoat to that degree. You know, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, can we not connect that way? We're gonna have the baby around and right. stuff like that. You can be using it as a crutch, where That's it's right. like I'm afraid of intimacy. I don't know how to do this, so I can't. The baby's in the bed, and we don't want that. We don't we don't want that for it anyway. That's right. Okay. I love how the family therapist comes out and sees the other systems in it. That's <laughs> The other connections, right? Because that's true. That's right. Okay, let's see. All right, here's here's a here's the juicy one, right? right. No, no pun intended. Uh, what are some oh. good <laughs> What are some good positions, tips, and techniques for my wife to perform oral sex comfortably? Can we go there? Is that cool? Yeah. Listen, I was going to ask y'all if you had. Well, yeah, we can go there. No, let's no. go there. I thought so. I thought so. Uh, my wife is happy to do so, but often gives up early, like less than a minute or two in, because she gets tired, sore mouth, and moves to intercourse or a hand job instead. I do believe it is primarily a technique issue. There doesn't seem to be other hangups. If I shower and hydrate beforehand, so I'm not dirty, stinky, and don't ejaculate into her mouth, let my wife be in more control. And um, I enjoy performing oral sex as well and do it quite often, multiple times a month, but I do rarely. But rarely, I rarely do I get to receive it once or twice a year. I want to receive oral more often, but I want it to be enjoyable for my wife as well. How can I get her as excited about going down on me as I am about going down on her? Thanks so much. Yeah. So that's a mouthful. <laughs> no pun intended. So, so basically, what will happen is your partner might not be as enthused as you to do oral sex. And that's okay. You know, we all have our thing. They might like licking on your eyebrows or your ears more than they like giving you oral sex. But it's great that you're, you do have a partner who is willing to do this, even though this might not be their thing, even though they might not feel adequate enough to do it. It sounds like you said that you feel like it's a technique thing. And I know it's your body. So I'm guessing you can tell whether or not it's a technique thing. I'm wondering how much you, how directive you are in the bedroom, right? If you say, can you move a little bit over this way? Or can you like, Right. You know, position your head. Don't do this. <laughs> don't hold, unless, unless they want you to, right? So don't hold her head down. But I'm wondering how directive you are, how, how you're able to give them directives. But also, if your wife is watching this, um, or if you ask this question and maybe you're watching it with your wife, um, let them know that they have to do exercises with their mouth because the mouth does get tired. We don't really use our mouth use your mouth we don't really use our mouth as often these days like we're not really exercising the muscles our jaw muscles and stuff like that so that you might want to chew some gum but do some exercises though that will open up your mouth and open your jaw if you're looking for techniques one of the easiest laziest great ways to give oral sex to a penis is to lie down right so basically the penis owner would be lying on their back right the penis will be sticking up and you can rest right on their thigh, right? So right on, right wherever the penis is, you can kind of like rest right there. And you can put 45 degree angle, y'all. 
You can position yourself in a 45-degree angle, and that'll give you some leverage there. Um, some people like their penis, the partner, to, to be lying down, and you can get over them while they're lying down on your knees and hands, right, so that you'll still have more control. One of the best ways to, to make sure your mouth isn't hurting, though, is to... Use a base, use your hand as a base. And if I would have known we were doing this, I would have brought one of my pieces in here. But use your hand as a base. Mm -hmm. So that way you get to determine how much of the penis you allow to go in your mouth. Oh, a penis isn't like this, but you get the drift, right? So if you're holding the penis right here, that means only this much is going in your mouth, right? And so you can use your hand to stimulate the penis and then your mouth to stimulate the penis at the same time. Salt and pepper, salt and pepper. If you want more tips on techniques, I recommend following Ask Goody. Ask Goody has a workshop coming up. It's called Lick, and it's the talk of the internet streets. So you go to Ask Goody, but also Sex with Ashley. They both uh, have techniques galore on uh, how to give oral sex. And Marla Stewart has uh, one as well. Right. Uh, I, I don't think we've ever gotten, I mean, we talk about this stuff, you know, but never like, okay, 45 degree angle right. kind of thing. And right. This is great. It is helpful because a lot of people either, uh, you know, Melanie talks about like, she doesn't have bad sex. Right. Mm -hmm. in, in fact, I'm going to read that next yeah. question. Like, okay, a lot of people are doing oral or whatever. And it's like, oh, well, she wants me to, or he wants me to. And it's like uncomfortable. And anything that doesn't bring connection and pleasure then let's talk about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Let's figure we, out how to do it better. And right. one of the things, yeah. when you were saying that, like different ways to lay or use your hand as a base, like one of the a great idea is how can I do this particular thing in a lazy way that still feels good to everybody? And I'm saying that because I don't mean be lazy, but mm -hmm. if you need to use a pillow, use a pillow. It's right. not. Use a, and I want people to know because that's the thing, right? I want people to know that. You don't have to be a porn star, right? right? And I think it's important to know that I know we see porn stars doing all kinds of stuff. Your partner likely porn porn is different. It's for the eroticism. So you need to just figure out what your partner likes. Mm -hmm. That's why I created Use Your Mouth. If you ask them what feels better to you and guide them and give your partner encouragement while they're giving you oral sex, you say, Yeah, right there. Oh yeah, that's good. That feels great. Move to the side a little bit. Okay, let go slower, slower. You be open to the feedback because that's information. They're teaching you what they like. And right. you you can, let me tell you something. Good, we use the good enough sex model, right? So there's good sex and then there's good enough sex. Because what does good sex mean? All of it is subjective. What matters, like you said, Seth, is what's satisfying and what's pleasurable to the two of you, the three of you, or however many of you there are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what yeah, that what, what is connecting and what is pleasure. Right. right? So th this is a good question too. So somebody says on past shows, Melanie has talked about never having bad sex. How even is this a thing? <laughs> oh, that okay, and I'm not even done. I don't hate sex, but I also don't love sex. After hearing Melanie say that she doesn't have bad sex, I realized that I've been mostly having meh sex and I want to change that ASAP, but how? I don't even know where to start. Any tips or pointers would be great. So what does Melanie mean by she doesn't have bad sex? Let her tell you. <laughs> so I came up with this idea, um, and it, it was when our children were littler, and Seth would want to get frisky, and I had been with babies all day, and the last thing I wanted was one more, one more person touching me, mm -hmm. one more person needing something for me. And so I came up with this idea of, like, you know what? 
I want relaxation sex. I want sex that makes me feel really relaxed. And, and the image that comes into my mind is like, I want to be like Cleopatra, like do whatever, but I'm laying here in all my gold, right? Queen and, sex. <laughs> and so there, that was sort of the introduction to this idea of, wait a minute, I want relaxation sex, but sometimes I want like really feisty sex. And wait, I never want to have bad sex. So if I know that there are different ways to have sex, different ways to connect and be pleasurable and pleasure and receive pleasure, then that means that I have control over this. Mm. And when I say I don't have bad sex, that does not mean if I'm not in the mood and Seth comes up to me and he says, I'm in the mood. That doesn't mean I go, oh, well, I'm not in the mood. I don't have bad sex. I'm not having sex. Right. That means it's my responsibility to figure out what good sex looks like for me tonight or today. Yeah. Right? So it's taking ownership of my sexuality. So that was kind of where the idea came from. And then I just basically stopped having bad sex, which means, again, not it's not his job or my job. It's our job. Mm -hmm. But if I'm, if I'm not in the mood, I will get myself there. Right? Or I'll say no if I really don't want to have sex. But, but, yeah, that's kind of my idea about it. So what are your thoughts on, like, how do we start having better sex? Right there. So I love, I love that you define this for yourself, right? And so when we're talking about good sex, bad sex, you have to be able to define what that means for yourself, mm -hmm. okay? So like you did, like you said, okay, this is what bad sex means to me. For some people, bad sex might mean having sex at 10 p.m. because they know they're going to be too sleepy to do it, right? So you need to define what good sex is for you and what, what do you want your sexual relationship to look like. So ask yourself this. If I were having the sex that I wanted to have, that the sex that I wanted to have, what would that look like to me? Mm -hmm. and, and that's your idea of what sex is. And you can begin cultivating that. Start with a question. Talk to your partner. Use your mouth. How can we have better sex? How can we improve the sex? Even if you think you're having sex, even if you think your sex life is great, even when it's going well, it's still a work in progress, right? So you can still like, okay, I want to do this. Can we try this? Let's explore in this way. So having good sex might mean being sexually explorative. One of the things you say is so important, um, and I talk about this in a book as well, when it relates to sexual intimacy, is knowing what sexual intimacy looks like to you. Knowing that sex is not just a penis and a vagina. You have a whole body. Mm -hmm. Use it. And you don't always need your partner to be there with you. Mm -hmm. So you have to use your mouth and you and your partner have to define what sexual intimacy looks like for you. So if you're not in the mood, this is how I'm still going to enjoy sex. Because sex is not just a thing that I do with you. This is also sex. We can do mutual masturbation. We can do solo masturbation. We can watch porn. We can do whatever. <laughs> you know, some, I, that just, some, we've had questions in the past and we've talked about this in the past. What exactly, and there might just not be a definition for it, you know, but we, I think, try to make things like very compartmentalized, you know? So is, is it sexual intimacy is it actually sex if one person doesn't orgasm oh i love that question right mm -hmm. so orgasm i tell people all the time orgasm is the icing on the cake mm -hmm. right and another thing you're responsible for your own orgasm but if you have a partner that is committed to your pleasure they are going to make sure that you accept that responsibility and they assist in it right so they're going to, be, especially with the orgasm gap being there. So no, pleasure is usually the key. Pleasure and connection. Are you, the question is, are you enjoying the sex that you're having? 
regardless if you're having an orgasm or not, we do want to have orgasms. It's super important, especially those of us who have a clitoris. And I'll tell you why in a second. But are you even enjoying the sex you're having without an orgasm? Because if you're not, then that's where you need to focus on. Mm -hmm. The sex that you're having needs to be talked about and improved on. And then we go ahead and we throw the icing on the cake. Sex is the cake. Then we throw the icing on top because we know buttercream is great. Cream cheese, frosting, <laughs> all of that is great. So we throw that on top, put our finger, lick it. Yep. And then <laughs> y'all know about that icing on the cake, right? Yeah. So then we talk about that. But no, but this is the problem. When you have a partner who usually are always orgasms and you usually are always do not orgasm, then we have a problem. So we need to figure out why are you, why aren't you orgasming? Is your partner not committed to your pleasure? Do you know how to bring yourself to orgasm? Are you taking responsibility for your orgasm? Because don't forget, there is actual research that tells us that there is an orgasm gap that exists between men and women who are having sex with each other. And so basically what that says is if you are having, if you are having sex with a man, he will 95% of men, well, men orgasm, closer to 95% of the time, every time they have sex mm -hmm. with women versus women who orgasm less than 65% of the time, every time they are having sex. Mm -hmm. So we need to keep that in mind that what is pleasurable to our partners? How important is orgasm? How do you orgasm best? And then we get into a tricky territory because some people need additional stimulation in order to orgasm, especially when they have a clitoris. They need direct clitoral stimulation. And if you're not doing direct clitoral stimulation, then it's likely that the person who you're having sex with will not orgasm. So you have to use your mouth to find out what is pleasurable to them mm -hmm. and how can you assist. Mm -hmm. You said something, well, I, I knew about the orgasm gap, you know, that I, I didn't know the research, like 95, I just like anecdotally, it's like, yeah, men always go mostly, right? And women, you know, don't. I didn't know the percentage-wise, so that's good to know. And uh, so, or uh, orgasm gap, you know, mm -hmm. for the listeners out there. And then you said, is your partner committed right. to your pleasure? Mm -hmm. And I loved how you said mm -hmm. that because that is so important, you know. And so, because the orgasm gap is basically uh, leaning, you know, heavily towards men, it's like, okay, men, guys, dudes, my bros, what are you doing? Are, right? Are you committed to her pleasure, and this is funny, so I'm gonna hashtag get real, right? Most of the times, and I would say, we've been married for 16 years, right? And obviously before we did so. <laughs> but most of the times, we go at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And that's on it's purpose. It's an art form, it's a practice. It's an skill. art form, right? You gotta cultivate it in short, but. I'm a Picasso. Picasso sex. <laughs> No, but uh, that it just makes me think about, okay, if we're doing that, if we're both committed to each other's pleasure in that way, like how enriching is that outside of the bedroom? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's like, oh, yeah, right. I know yeah. you're for me. And so one of the things I think sometimes, even when, like I said, I don't have bad sex, but there are times when even when I want to have really great sex, I will, I'm, I still might not orgasm but I still want to enjoy whatever sex I had, mm -hmm. right? Yes. And yes, yes, yes. I like this idea of asking one another this question. If we had sex and we, we couldn't orgasm, like it was, we weren't even allowed to somehow, what sex would we want them 
Is it different? What does that look like? And so I want people to like ask your partner that. <laughs> it's a pretty good conversation. Yeah. yeah. Which we are pulling up another okay, question. Okay. So here, well, the we had a question. I think the husband emailed in, and then also the wife did too, but maybe they didn't know. But they were asking, and there's some cultural differences there. Like uh, they're from different countries, right? And one of the things was uh, the the male was asking his partner when they're in bed. Hey, what are some of your fantasies? You know, oh, yeah, what, yeah. what do you want to do? What do you like? And the uh, woman. So, well, it says, my husband always asks me what my fantasy is. Okay. Uh, with knowing the fantasy, he may even improve more on our intimate time. He seems sad when I tell him that I don't know what my fantasy is. Mm. I try to Google and still do not find the answer. It will be great if you guys can talk about how to find your own fantasy. Mm. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but we'll try. <laughs> so, listen, I've heard people say they don't have fantasies, right? Uh, I've heard people, like, when we ask people, like, well, what's your sexual fantasy? Some people say, well, I don't have any sexual fantasy. Actually, that's one of the questions in the in the deck for the, uh, in the Use Your Mouth cards, I believe, is what are, some, what are some of your sexual fantasies? And some people say they don't have sexual fantasies. And, and that can be true. Like, everybody doesn't have a sexual fantasy, right? So I tell people to ask, to reframe the question. While they might not have a sexual fantasy, tell them yours. You can say, you know, the reason why I'm interested in knowing what your fantasies are is because here's one of my fantasies. One of my fantasies is to have sex on a warehouse rooftop while it's thundering, raining, right at uh, sunset and, and, and into the darkness, right? That sounds awesome. <laughs> what a fantasy <laughs> so okay. and then you can tell your partner that and you're using your mouth and you're talking about that and it's erotic and it creates intimacy and you're being vulnerable and that's another reason why some people won't share their fantasies if they have them mm-hmm. um, and we, we can talk about that later but you can prompt different types of questions you can even ask your partner well tell me about your best sexual encounter even if it hasn't happened yet Mm-hmm. Right. So you can reframe the what is your fantasy question and tell me about a time when you just really enjoy sex. What was the best sex of your life? Even if it hasn't happened yet, what would you imagine knowing you and knowing your body? What would you imagine would be the best sex of your life? Somebody in the comments say you try to catch pneumonia. <laughs> That's all I like, that sounds cool. Well, you'll get it later after you finish sex. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> So I think some some people might be scared to share fantasies because they might hurt their partner's feelings or it'll cause a fight. Right, be like, what, right. what are you what are you talking about? Where'd you get that idea from? Or whatever. But then also, like I can sympathize with this with this uh, this question. Like, well, maybe you you don't know. Right. You know, like I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. So how would you encourage people to spend some time? Uh, not just like making up something. So, so let's do this. Let's say you are a person who is like, you know what? Listening to this, I don't, I don't really have any sexual fantasies either. That's okay. Because sometimes we don't have like just sexual fantasies. But if you want to get into a more erotic space, right? If you want to get into an, a more erotic space, listen to some erotica, read some erotic literature, and for those of you who are with it, watch porn, and maybe you might see something that you might enjoy. Now, fantasies don't mean that you want to do this. So, and that's the problem that a lot of people have with fantasies and sharing their fantasies is the vulnerability it takes to share it. Because what if I tell you that 
I want to have sex with people while people watch me. And you like, oh, that's weird. Why would you want to do that? Like, who does that? Why would, why would I want to be with a partner who wants somebody to watch them naked and having sex? So some people don't share their fantasies because they're, they're afraid of the rejection they might get from their partner. Because if I tell you this about me, will you accept me? What will you think of me? And also because they're also feeling bad about it themselves. They're feeling some feelings or some guilt or some shame or embarrassment about their fantasies themselves. And they're projecting that onto their partner. Well, if I feel weird about it, I know if I tell them, they're going to feel weird about it too. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to think I'm going to try to go do this with someone else. And so that speaks to a lot of setup in the relationship. So what's really going on outside of the bedroom that's contributing to the thoughts, this sexual repression, and this fear of vulnerability that you're sharing? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, I, I grew up in South Carolina. You know, it's part of the Bible Belt. And you're down in Louisiana, so there's churches everywhere, you know. Everybody's in their business and stuff. And so there is a lot of sexual shame around that, you know, in, in, in different religious communities and stuff. So I'm glad that you said shame and judgment because that's just sometimes that is the the real thing that's just holding people back from enjoying sexuality, you know, like, and this is kind of random, but, you know, because you're a, a sex therapist, and you talk about all this stuff. Have you had any pushback, like being in the South like this, like, oh, yeah, she's, you know, this or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Does it so get I, I have a few. I'm a, I'm a couple minority. So I'm a... I, so here are my uh, tags. I'm a sex, a black woman, female sexologist in the South mm. with with natural dreadlocks. Right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine going into these academic CEUs and in walks this short little black woman with these locks talking to you about sex if you're in Louisiana, right? So absolutely, right? No one ever comes up to me personally. But I will say this, I do have a really great support system here. Um, and I get lots of calls and tons of um, affirmations from the community here. I have a peer group here. And so where people are really like fake, we're really fake conservative here in Louisiana. I'm in Baton Rouge, like an hour away from New Orleans and people are fake conservative. So they do everything here, but they don't want it to be known. So that's why they come on a green couch, because they know I, I'm going to keep all their secrets. Right. So um, so people here are fake conservatives and they don't really they don't they're not going to tell me that. But people come to me and they're like, you know, and I'm like, OK, OK. So, no, I don't get much. No, I don't get much pushback. But people call me the sex person. So they'll usually say Shamara's the sex person here. And so they'll they'll call me because they know I'll talk about it. What I do get though is this. Mm. <laughs> the stare. And I was holding my breath because when I, I noticed that when I'm talking about sex, I remember I was in a CEU conference talking about anal sex <laughs> and people were like <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> they're like what are you she's talking about anal sex to a bunch of therapists <laughs> yes <laughs> thing about all the stuff that you do and like our show we try to normalize this right. stuff you know what i'm saying because if there's like fake conservatives out there and all this stuff it's like you're doing it too Come i know on. that's what? the thing you... they're doing it too i know, I know. so why, why are you why are you fronting and then right. like we we also and you too 
give language to folks and go, oh, okay, wait a minute. I can talk about this. Let me like right. ease up to this and have a soft start, you know, soft start up here. And so that that's one thing that's super cool about all the work yeah. that you do. Let yeah. me have another question. Wait, hold, I want to say something about, you talked about the sexual fantasy piece and there's something that came to my mind earlier today that I was thinking about is sexual energy. And it was something that it hits on that sexual fantasy piece because I think, like you said, people are afraid to share what the thing is in their head that actually gives them that sexual energy. If you think of sexual energy in a different way as just an energy. So like when you go to a football game, that's energy. When you go to a ballet, that's energy. When you go to a concert, that's energy. So it's not that you play football at the football game. You just went and experienced it and it gave you an energy. So I think if we think of fantasy in a new way, and I could say, what fantasies bring sexual energy that you enjoy? As a Ooh, I love that. that. That kind of removes, it kind of gives a little bit of space between like, what sexual fantasies do you want to do? That's not what you're asking, right? You're saying- and that's what, But that's what people hear, right? And they're like, I don't, I don't have nothing. I just want you, baby. I don't have any fantasies. Right. All I want is you. And it's like, mm, yeah, right. well, okay. <laughs> Okay, so I, I know your time is valuable, and we, we thank you again for uh, hopping on this call. It's been it's been. I love you all. Come on, let's go. Okay, my husband wants sex a lot, but doesn't like to talk or cuddle. Hello, you're doing wrong, boy. Um, which helps put me in the mood to want sex. How can I ask him to cuddle without it feeling weird? I want to have more sex too, but I just need that time with him to get in the mood. But he really isn't comfortable doing that with me. Mm. use your mouth yeah. so that's exactly why I created this book and these cards because we have to know how to cultivate intimacy outside of the relationship right and again if you these are the same questions that we get I get on a daily basis is how do I get more intimacy out the bedroom like I want to talk this person is asking for some social intimacy I want us to talk more and I want physical intimacy some cuddling that doesn't lead to sexual intimacy that's going to help me get in the mood mm -hmm. that's going to help her get in the mood y'all do y'all not get it yeah. you know that's going to help her get in the mood so basically what you want to do is tell them like hey right Hey, you know what I would really what I really enjoy is I really enjoy talking to you. Uh, that helps that, that actually helps get me in a mood when I feel like we are having great connection and we're and we're having great conversation and we're connecting in that way. Can you can we talk a little bit more or can we can you touch me sometimes? I really like to be touched. Can you rub on my back sometimes? Um, if get the book, it'll give you some more prompts. Get the cards. You can exchange questions on how to talk about sex with each other and that actually increases intimacy because when you start talking about sex it breaks you down a little bit <laughs> it breaks you down and it, it allows it allows some vulnerability to come into to come into the space that you share with each other but you want to talk to your partner about what you what your needs are right i really would love for us to just have some conversation Get the kind of sex and relationship conversation starter cards if y'all want to talk. It's like a game. Guys love it. Guys love the book, too. Mm -hmm. Exchange questions. I'll answer a question for y'all on here if you want. Seth, y'all might want to, you and Melanie might want to answer one. But talk to each other. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I love that. Why? Actually, why don't you tell everybody where they can get all of your, everything, the book, the cards, all of it. <laughs> If you're on Instagram, you can just click the link in my bio. The cards are there and the book is there as well. So the cards look like this and the book looks like so. Nice. Mm. I love that artwork, by the way. 
Yeah, you know, there's another conversation starter decks kind of thing that we got. And it's not really even about sex. It's just like talking about right. stuff, you know. But the the conversation starters, like I said, it's that soft startup, you know. Like start out with the easy question that talks about sex. And then you just keep on talking and keep on talking. And then you kind of end up, what does Emily Nagoski talk about? Uh, then that um, that's letting off your brakes and mm -hmm. putting on your accelerators. Mm -hmm. Accelerators? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Accelerators. Accelerators and brakes. Thank you. Somebody said the book is great. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Yes. Good. That's awesome. Well, we are so excited. We're so thankful that you came and you joined us and you talked about all the things. We want to be really respectful of your time. And we are for sure hanging out with you next Friday on. Yes. So y'all come back. Yeah, that's right. I think they will. Because yes. usually anything to talk about sex and connection and pleasure. It's like people, people want this stuff. You know? Marriage podcast says get the book, get the cards. That's, that's right. right. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Marriage Podcast. Yeah, so you guys go follow Shamira. Uh, thank you again. Uh, this has been awesome. I love talking about sex. It's fun, and it helps our listeners. It's a hoop. Yes, thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, y'all. We'll see y'all next Friday on my page. Yeah, we'll right. be there. 4, 4, 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, right? Which is 6, or 6 Louisiana time? 6 Central. 6 Central, Central okay. that's right. That's Perfect. Right. All right, y'all. Right. Thank you so much. All right. We hope that you enjoyed our interview with sexologist Shamira. And if you would like to learn more about her work, go follow her at sexologist Shamira or visit her website onthegreencouch.com. Thanks so much and have an amazing day. Bye. Bye.